Matt Will. No L's, just sevens. This is the bliss, licking they lips, Twitter with this, minimal risk, finity shifts, ribbon on rib, quick in the hits, first on the list, this, mad will, going crazy on the daily, dropping facts like a shower in the world of rain and entertainment, yeah, another day, another pod, all these thoughts are up facade, so I had to ask him what he got, said he got a lot, said he got a lot of what, got a lot of shifts, and it's time for the daily blitz. Good morning to all those Daily Blitzers out there. Welcome back to that Daily Blitz football pod. It is Tuesday, November 30th. It's your host, Big Johnny. Follow me up on Twitter at MLB Moving AVG or just type in NFL Moving Averages into that blue bird Twitter machine. Don't forget to shoot our co-host a follow, Mr. Matt Williams at M-A-T-T-W-I-7-7-I. A-M-S. All right, everybody, hut, hut, hike. Let's get down to business. Yesterday, we did the review of Sunday. One person did hit me up and ask me what happened to the Monday night preview, and I guess I've been letting my disdain for these standalone primetime games get in the way of my job here, because if you follow my work, then you know I am not a fan of these primetime solo games with 9 billion eyes on them that had 8 days to flatten out the line, not to mention the excitement level in the NFL seems like it's at an all-time low with all the injuries. So, from now on I will take a quick look at those primetime games for all the DGens out there. I at least do like to give my leans. I'll try and giddy up a bit more with the review and get more into the preview. So that's enough rhyming out of me. We were speaking injuries. Let's get down and do the Tuesday show. We do all 30 two teams injury reports and those all important subsequent waiver wire moves looking back we have the cardinals and the chiefs returning from buys looking ahead we have the panthers the browns the packers and the titans going on the buy so we'll go briefly over those injuries but really meaning a lot less when you have two weeks to prepare let's dive right on in at the very top arizona cardinals off the buy getting a little bit of good news kingsbury said he's hopeful that hopkins with the hamstring and murray with the ankle will be both be available to play on Sunday. You could take all the stats from the Cardinals without them and basically throw them away. I'm not even sure we've seen a really healthy Hopkins, maybe short of the first week or so. Could be really good things on the horizon for the Cardinals coming. They were one of my favorite teams. I put a Super Bowl bet down on them when they were 35-1 to after week two, just dominating both lines of scrimmage. So keep an eye on those Cardinals getting ready to take off. Next up, Atlanta Falcons. They had a couple of injuries on defense, lost a cornerback, Sheffield, a linebacker, Jones, defensive end, Bullard. And then we saw Quadri Allison, a couple of my best ball shares, eyebrows just popped up. He also got hurt after we saw him get some usage. But with Corderell Patterson back, all that goes out in the wash. Sorry, Allison shares. Next up, Baltimore Ravens. We know the defense is just decimated. Smith, Westry, and Kevon Seymour, all three cornerbacks are out. Seymour on the COVID-19 list. He could be back for next week. Got to keep an eye on that. But right now, that Baltimore defense is decimated. Also, Campbell on the defensive line. And big Cedric O, the offensive tackle, all out with no updates. Got to keep an eye on all of that. Patrick Queen, linebacker, had the the rim injury during the game and left. We're going to look for an update on him as well. Baltimore really struggling, and after that game, there really should only be one way to go but up, but I do worry about the defense next up. Buffalo Bills, one of the bigger injuries on the board, though it's not necessarily related to fantasy. Tredavious White, star cornerback on Buffalo, is out. He will miss the rest of the season. Big ouch for the wagon circlers up in Buffalo. 
over to Carolina, the big injury that we do all know about, Christian McCaffrey. I guess I missed that. I thought he was rotating in and out the second half like they were trying to get him back in the game. Apparently, he did not. That ankle injury was worse than we thought. The season is over for CMCR. IP to those shares. He's very, very difficult to draft now going forward. I had my issues with him looking back, and that's why I had Chuba Hubbard everywhere. Wink, wink, fast forward to that waiver wire ad. If Hubbard is still out there, make sure he circled. Also, a little bit of news on Sam Darnold. He has resumed throwing. I don't know if there's eyes rolling and teeth mashing out there, but the Cam Newton experiment went awry on Sunday. Maybe Darnold gets another shot if he's okay. One last big injury note, John Miller, the big guard is out. Chicago Bears, Allen Robinson still out. Justin Fields still with the out tag. Defensive tackle Akeem Hicks as well. No real updates yet. Gotta keep an eye on Robinson though he has not been really effective. When he does come back we have to wonder if that will affect Mooney. I mean who really knows. Same with Justin Fields. The ribs I don't think he'll be back this week. Though I probably tend to hate the Bears offense less than most with Andy Dalton out there. I think Fields has a bit of growth to do before he's ready to take the reins. Next up Cincinnati. One note in the backfield there, Chris Evans did return Sunday. I was watching that. Again, we're making it into the home stretch. Joe Mixon is getting a ridiculous amount of work. So if we kind of want to zoom up and try and play some chess opposed to checkers, if he were to go down, we were looking for the next man up in P run with Evans down. Now with Evans back, man, you have to think he has a good chance of taking over the pass catching roles or at least a split with P run. So for, probably forget about either of those guys without a significant change. That should do it for the Bengals over to the Browns. Offensive tackle Jack Conklin will miss the rest of the season. I still think the offensive run game in Cleveland will be fine. They were the best in the league coming into last week, and man, they just didn't pull the trigger on it. I hate to see when teams abandon the strongest part of the offense. Kareem Hunt, who left the game very late against the Ravens, is expected to be fine. Of course, you got to keep an eye on that. Moving up, Dallas Cowboys, the big one there. C.D. Lamb, full participant in Monday. Cue him up. It's all systems go for him. Cedric Wilson, that same wide receiver room, has the ankle injury. He did not practice on Monday. Never a good sign. Amari Cooper did rejoin the Cowboys yesterday on Monday, but didn't participate in practice. We know to always keep an eye on those really critical players. Denver Broncos, really nothing of note there. Detroit Lions, he's a big one. We got a circle over in Fantasy World. DeAndre Swift with the shoulder. Banged up. Coach Dan Campbell said Monday. It's hard to see him playing on Monday as all of our collective eyebrows and antennas shoot towards the sky. The Lions do have some injuries on that offensive line that will be looking to block for Jamal Williams. Vitae and Nelson both missed that game. No new updates. Keep an eye on that. But just from a volume standpoint, Williams should be good. We'll get to that at the end of the show. Green Bay Packers looking pretty good. Rodgers had to toe. He looked all right. He ran in a score, I think, so he should be fine. Randall Cobb, who started the game so strong, suffered the groin injury, and he was ruled out for the remainder of the game. No updates as of yet. We know Cobb is not really a slate breaker, you know, defense killer, but 
the rapport that him and Rodgers have just make them so super efficient. Houston Texans, really nothing of note there. Not that if there even were an injury, I'm not sure we'd want a piece of anybody on that offense in the first place. Indianapolis Colts, who have just been getting healthy, have nothing new of note on the offense, though. DeForest Buckner, the big defensive tackle, carrying the Q tag. Coach Frank Reich said he was pretty banged up after the game. Got to keep an eye on that. Colts defense really can't afford to lose any pieces. Over to Jacksonville. Jaguars, they lost Shaquille Griffin, cornerback. He was out. There's no new news there. Big one for us playing fantasy was Dan Arnold catching all of those balls, getting all of those targets from the weak tight end position, is expected to miss four to six weeks. We'll talk about his replacement in a little bit. And of course, we know Jamal Agnew was out for the season. That Jacksonville Jaguars offensive experiment is circling the drain. Kansas City Chiefs coming off the bye, looking pretty healthy. Las Vegas Raiders is a big one there. Defensive end called Nassib, described as week to week. I don't think he'll play this week. That's a big one for the defense but even bigger for the offense. Star tight end Darren Waller is doubtful. Interim head coach Rich Passaccia said Monday, Waller is week to week. You're not going to see him this weekend. It's time to take a trip to one of me and Matt's favorite islands. Again, we'll get to that at the end of the show in the business. They call that a teaser. On deck, the most frustrating team for me this season, my bolts, those Los Angeles Chargers. Man, when I back them, they seem to go the other way. If we sell them short, they seem to produce really hard to get a hold of it's really the defense that's where those injuries are something you don't always hear about you know Gilman the safety's out Mark Webb safety out Asante Samuel cornerback out they also lost Ryan Smith with the knee earlier in the month Chargers defense is in a lot of trouble particularly in the secondary very hard with the style that they play to try and be replacing guys on the fly we've seen that materialize in those defensive metrics yikes for the Chargers next up LA Rams speaking of teams that are scuffling and struggling. Darrell Henderson actually popped up on the injury report with the quad injury. This is really the first I'm seeing of that. He did dominate touches in the game, but I, I didn't have it marked, but I guess we'll have to look at Sony Michelle, man. Talk about dust. He'd have to be the last resort option, but sometimes we do have to give those. I understand people do get, you know, kind of caught in those situations. ODB also popping up on the injury report with the hip pointer after the game, but I think he'll be fine to go. It doesn't seem that serious. Nobody seems to be freaking out about that one. Over to sunny Miami where everything looking pretty good. Couple players in that secondary banged up as well. Brandon Jones of safety. Troll Williams the cornerback and surprise surprise William Fuller with the finger. Still on the injured reserve is making progress but won't return the team for practice. Shocker. Devontae Parker looks like a mirror image of Fuller where he's making progress but is not practicing into Minnesota where another one of those giant news reports coming out. Dalvin Cook with the shoulder is expected to sit out at least two games. Not sure I have to tell you what that means, but we will cover it at the end. Over to the Patriots who have managed to stay pretty healthy unless you're looking at those questionable reports. Will there be anywhere upwards of like 25 people on the report? You just gotta love Bill Belichick. He's so wonky, man. Everything with him is an edge and I know it makes people sick, but the competitor in me does kind of get it. Mark Ingram full participant in Monday's practice. He'll be good to go. Don't worry about Tojo at all. Alvin Kamara, limited participant in Monday's 
Monday's practice. If we're going to get them both at the same time, I'm not sure we can get behind either. To the New York Giants we go. Really nothing there that's new. We know the wide receiver room. We have to keep an eye on. Shepard, Tony have both missed Sunday's game. They've both missed a couple games this year. Really making it tough on Daniel Jones, who hasn't been playing great. And then you start removing all these weapons. Really makes it very difficult to back these Giants going forward. I was talking about the quality of product in the NFL. You see how many of these teams are really banged up at crucial spots and it hurts them to the New York Jets who got their quarterback back. Zach Wilson was back and it didn't make a difference. Mike White, in case you were looking at him, is not expected to clear the COVID protocol this week, so you won't see him. Corey Davis, who missed the game Sunday, no new news on him. And remember, future star running back Michael Carter will be out to week 14. Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts popped up on the injury report with left ankle soreness. Doesn't seem too serious. No one seems to be freaking out in Philly just yet. And don't get mad at me. I've got the tweets. I've got the podcast. I was a huge Jalen Hurts guy coming into the season. Hard to argue. He's really struggled throwing the ball. So if you think he's going to miss time, you may want to scoop up Gardner Minshew. It's going to change the entire dynamic of the offense. Everything you thought you knew about the Eagles, rip up half of it, throw the other half in the garbage, and then do the same with the first. No joke, people. That's how you kind of succeed, for me at least, in my past in fantasy football, is trying to stay one, two, three steps ahead. Yes, I could recommend that you pick up Alexander Madison today. What are the chances he's actually available? So once the move happens, everybody and their mom and second cousin are all making a rush for the very same exit, where if you were first, you would have been comfortably out the door. Also, Miles Sanders on the report. He's heading in the right direction after suffering an ankle slash foot injury. Have to keep an eye on him. Jordan Howard as well. No new news who missed the game. That running back room is a mess. Just when you thought Sanders was going to get the load, have a big day. They reverse course on us, and he didn't. Kind of feels like shame on us a little bit. Pittsburgh Steelers, TJ Watt, who just came back, now tested positive for COVID-19. He'll be out again. Pat Fryermuth, who had that big touchdown at the very end of the game, suffered a concussion, I guess. At the very end, he's going to be evaluated. Got to keep an eye on him. Circle a few tight ends. If you had Fryermuth, you were running him out there every week without question, almost regardless of the Ebron status. But without him, that's a pretty big hole. I'll give you a couple guys that could maybe fill it later on. San Francisco 49ers, really not seeing much here at all. Marcel Harris, the linebacker, was in concussion protocols. We'll look at that. Oh, how did I almost forget the biggest one of the week? Shame on you, Johnny. Always in a rush. Debo Samuel is doubtful. He's going to miss one to two weeks. It will be really interesting to see where the vacuum goes. Remember, I use a triple slash coming from baseball, but for football, my input stats for wideouts are target percentage, air percentage, and A dot. Debo Samuel, 30% of the target share, 34% of the air yards. The A dot is a bit low, but we know he's a yak monster. He has over 520 of those. Man, without Samuel, the face of this offense changes. He's also been undergoing a usage change where he was kind of running the ball and being really effective at that. Keep an eye on San Francisco. Wouldn't be surprised if that offense gets stuck in the mud without the big dude. Seattle Seahawks, they've been dealing with injuries all year. Everyone is kind of back now. It's just a matter of getting them going. Over to Tampa, they have their injuries, but I don't think really anything new. We're all still waiting for Antonio. Antonio Brown. I think he's supposed to be close. There isn't any update on him, but I know for a while they've been saying 
there's a chance he could be back for week 13 or 14. That'll be something that we have to monitor. Tennessee has suffered a ton of injuries in the running back room, and now they have a couple interesting names with Foreman. I know some people are going to be chasing Hilliard. Even if you don't really need him, I'm not sure I'm necessarily recommending Hilliard. It was one kind of really long draw play. The usage was not necessarily there, and Jeremy McNichols might be back, and the Titans are entering a bye. So you'd really need an embarrassing wealth of riches, along with all the all the other people that we're going to name to have to go after any Titans. I would leave them on the shelf for now. Last up, Washington. J.D. McKissick, who just had the really big game yesterday, suffered a neck injury towards the end of it. There hasn't been any updates yet. You know, that really just happened like 12 hours ago. Keep an eye on that. We kind of seen the ceiling yesterday when Washington gets a run game going and they continue to feed Gibson. He looked like a true workhorse between the tackles last night. So that's all the injury reports. Let's try and bang out that waiver wire ticket really quick. While we're here, I did mention the Saints and the guys coming back. One person I forgot to mention was Taysom Hill. I'm really not a tremendous proponent of him, but if you are short at the quarterback position, it only makes sense to get a guy who's going to handle the ball 60 times. We know he can run, and we know he's a threat around the goal line. So, you know, desperation is kind of a stinky cologne. Can't blame you if you ended up shopping in that aisle other guys I might be looking at, you know, Heineke is going to Las Vegas. Tua has the Giants. Even Garoppolo has the weak Seahawks coming up. So that might be other directions I would go. Over to the running backs. You know we mentioned Alexander Madison. That is a tremendous one. You can't let that one go. We also mentioned the Panthers. People are going to be on Chuba Hubbard. Now, I don't blame you. He also might be rostered. If I'm one of those teams that is healthy right now and maybe even have an expendable spot, I'd be a Amir Abdullah. My call for this one is Abdullah outscores Hubbard rest of the way. Abdullah led in snaps last Sunday, but we got to be careful. The game script was getting wonky. Right now, the Panthers are very wonky. So give me the guy that no one has their eye on that we've seen look really explosive. If you're watching the games, I mean, you'd be asking, who is this Abdullah guy? Probably surprised that he's a reserve player. Over to the Lions, we mentioned DeAndre Swift. So you got to keep an eye on Jamal Williams. He has a chance to be a legit three down back. He could really do it all. He's a very smart player. He's also good at pass blocking, so he'll be in the right spots, which should keep him on the field for three downs. That's probably the spot I'd be going after Madison, but like, really, who's in a league where Madison's out there? If you are, after you add out Alexander Madison, maybe start looking for some tougher competition. We mentioned the Titans between Hilliard and Foreman. I'm not even sure which way I want to go. I think it's Foreman on the ground, Hilliard through the air. Hilliard had the big game on the ground, which is going to suck in the attention. I'm not going in that direction. You know, some other people like Matt Breida. I do not like that kind of usage. I'd be going anywhere else than that. Oh, last one, I actually didn't mention DJ Dallas going to San Francisco, a bit of a pass catcher there. He had five grabs last night. So if you think the 49ers might run the Seahawks, I'd be going to Dallas before I went to somebody in the Eagles backfield or the Buffalo backfield. That's just really more my style. I think that's everything for the running back. Over to wide receivers. It's starting to really get hairy here. I'd be keeping an eye on the Giants wideouts to see if any of those guys come back. You know, if Tony came back, or Shepard came back without the other. You could be talking about a nice little workload there. 
maybe Deshaun Jackson against Washington, although that Washington defense is really starting to tighten up. It's really tough. The guy I'd probably be looking at is Kendrick Bourne for the Patriots. He's beginning to emerge as the number one there. They really don't have a pure number one option, and though they might not be a prolific passing game, they number one is number one. The quality of target is there. The end zone targets have been there. That's probably where I go. I know some people are into Crowder. Right now, I'm taking a never Jets strategy. If you can afford to look forward, maybe circle MVS, Marquez Valdez, Scantling. You know, I've been on him all season. A lot of best ball shares there. All we were looking for was volume. Now that that's shown up, so has the production. And there was a big miss in the last game. If he brought that one down, he'd be the number one ad this weekend. Let's get into a couple of tight ends. Luckily, I do think there are a couple of decent ones. Last night, we saw Gerald Everett score. He's always going to be decent against San Francisco. If you think, again, they'll be behind. Maybe he'll get some looks. I'm getting myself ready to take a trip to the island of Foster Moreau. That is the player I want. We saw the production without Waller, Vegas now without Ruggs. They funnel a piece of the offense through the tight end, and he's pretty good. He's athletic. The whole nine kind of think about the Washington football team or even the Jaguars. It's like a next tight end up situation. So if some people are chasing Cole Komet, who did have the big game, eight catches, 65 yards, he had 11 targets. I think he's more of a boomer bust. I'd be looking more for Foster Moreau than Cole Komet, but I don't think you can go wrong with either one of them. Again, I mentioned Gerald Everett, and also my fallback tight end of the year has been Tyler Conklin. One more I think we can add on. I did mention the Jacksonville usage for tight ends with Dan Arnold down, James O'Shaughnessy, certainly somebody to be considered. So don't panic if you're missing a tight end. You might actually get a better replacement than the one you had. So right over that 20-minute mark, everybody loving the routine here. Remember, Monday is the look back. Tuesday, the 32-team injury reports and the waiver wire moves. Tomorrow, we do a first look at the betting board, and I'm going to drop some pro knowledge on you. As always, it's just the way that we roll. So thanks for picking up what we're putting down here at the Daily Blitz Football Pod. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Follow up your boys, Maddie and John, and M-A-T-T-W-I-7-7-I-A-M-S, and myself, John Legaza, on the Bluebird Twitter machine. Type in NFL Moving Averages. And if you're into baseball, make sure you're checking out my Cork Stats podcast. We're getting the off-season rolling, man. I had Todd Zola in doing some big things. I got Jeff Zimmerman coming in doing some big things. Matt's doing some awesome baseball work as well for all you multi-sport ladies and gentlemen out there. So, everyone, enjoy the games. Enjoy your day when we're done with the book. Enjoy that pay, everybody. Peace.